Hey there everyone, I'm Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice and in today's video we're going to be talking about one of my personal favorite races, the Loxodon. Loxodon are the elephant folk in the D&D universe. They're massive, stubbornly loyal, and only occasionally known for beating creatures smaller than them into a pulp. I say that they're a D&D race, but they're really more of a Magic the Gathering race that likes to make cameo appearances within D&D. A little weird, I know, but I think you'll find a lot of the weird things I mention about them in today's episode to also be kind of the thing that makes them interesting. Let's start by talking about Loxodon culture. Loxodon are prevalent in just about every plane within the Magic the Gathering universe, but for D&D specifically, we are gaining them through the way of Ravnica, the city of guilds. So it will help to sort of filter Loxodon through that lens, and in order to understand their culture, we're going to have to learn a lot more about Ravnica itself. Ravnica is a world entirely encompassed by a large city that has been built over and built over multiple times. It could be covered in rubble, it could be overgrown, or it could have giant shining spires, but either way, every single inch of this place is a city. Think of it a little bit like Coruscant from Star Wars. The city is ruled over by a council that's made up of leaders from 10 different guilds. These guild leaders hate each other's guts for various reasons, but they're able to keep control over the city by ruling different key aspects, and they maintain a tenuous balance by enforcing ancient and magical contracts. In Ravnica, Loxodon are skilled artisans, patient workers, and master stonemasons. Their bywords are diligence and follow-through, and you can bet that any task that a Loxodon is given, they will carefully and skillfully see it through to the end. Loxodon are also patient and loyal, and they have a strong sense of community that bonds them to their friends and neighbors. While their stoicism isn't endless per se, they are usually the ones to offer wise counsel as opposed to resorting to violence. If one manages the quite formidable task of angering a Loxodon to the point of violence, however, that person is going to be in for quite a surprise. Maybe not, though. They're angering a giant elephant-type person, so maybe they should have seen that coming. Aside from that, though, the Loxodon are really only defined by what kind of guild they are a part of, and while your Loxodon character could be from theoretically any guild, I would say that there are three main ones to choose from, and we're going to go over those really quick. First up is the Selesnian Loxodon, and the Selesnia are a little complicated. At best, they can be the pinnacle of peace, harmony, and cooperation, and at worst, they can be a brainwashing cult that actively silences dissenters and acts as a sort of phony public relations wing for the guild. Though it should be noted that a lot of the Selesnia's let's say, shadier dealings are not really known among the guild members, much less the public at large. Because of their connection to nature, Selesnia and Loxodon are typically either druids or clerics. These Loxodon have channeled their natural loyalty and dedication towards all life, and are great meditators and bastions of tranquility. Next up are the Azorius Loxodon, and the Azorius Senate acts as the legal arm of Ravnican society. They are the judges, the lawmakers, and the bureaucrats, and, at least according to them, they keep the city from falling into lawless chaos. Fastidious and bureaucratic to a T, the life of those within the Azorius is filled with stability, tedium, and no shortage of paperwork. The Azorius can even manifest their authority using what's called law magic, which basically enables them to shackle and bind anyone that breaks Azorius law or contract. The inbuilt loyalty and community of the Loxodon manifests itself in a total belief in law and order in the Azorius. Law and order for the benefit of all. And lastly, we have the Orzov Loxodon, and no, it does not get any less weird when you talk about these guys. The Orzov Syndicate is run like a strangely combined religion, crime ring, and credit lending agency. 
that used to be founded upon and centered around an actual deity, but ever since they started worshipping money and power, the tenets of the religion can really only be found in the superficial, namely their culture, their architecture, and their clothing. The business guild has their fingers in just about every major transaction that takes place in Ravnica, and anyone that owes them money better be sure to pay their tithes, lest their souls or body be used as collateral instead. They're sometimes used as enforcers or tithe collectors more accurately, as their strength and patience can melt the resolve of even the most stubborn of debtors. For these Loxodon, the syndicate takes priority, and its interests must be protected above all others. When it comes to Aloxodon's appearance, it's basically exactly what you'd expect when you hear the term elephant people. They're bipedal and stand a little over seven feet tall and are as heavy as you can get without tipping the scales into large-sized. Their skin is tough and rubbery like an elephant's and they have those flat-bottom elephant feet with their hands only having four digits. Their heads are almost exactly like those of an elephant with a long opposable trunk, wide leathery ears, and they usually sport those long elephantine tusks as well. When it comes to naming your Loxodon, this is where it can be a little bit more complex. Loxodon have names that are really hard for other non-Loxodon to pick up on thanks to various resonances and nuances. If you don't have a trunk, it's hard to say, and if you don't have those big ears, it's harder to hear them. When interacting with other races, they'll typically translate these subtleties into additional titles to add on to their name as well. It vaguely reminds me of the Aarakocra naming system, a race that we have also done an episode on if you'd like to check that out. And if you'd like some examples of Loxodon names, we'll throw some up here so that you can have some starting inspiration to work with. Now let's discuss the traits of the Loxodon, starting with their ability score increase. They have a plus two to constitution and a plus one to wisdom, which is broadly useful for just about any class, but it'll be even more useful for your natural armor, which we'll get into in just a minute. As for their age, they physically mature at the same rate as humans, but they live to be about 450 years old. They highly value the weight of wisdom and experience and are considered young until they reach the age of 60. As for their alignment, most Loxodon are lawful, believing in the value of peaceful, ordered life, and they tend toward good. The strong law alignment is pretty well baked into their lore, so it'll be pretty hard, but not impossible, to justify Loxodon barbarians, rogues, and other chaotic bents. As for their speed, they have a base walking speed of 30 feet, and as for their size, they stand between 7 and 8 feet tall. Their massive bodies weigh between 300 and 400 pounds, and your size is medium, to the surprise of no one, because D&D, for some reason, does not want you to play a large character at the outset. Actually, I can think of a ton of reasons why they wouldn't want you to do that, but still, kind of disappointing. Touching upon that, they have a powerful build, which means they count as one size larger when determining your carrying capacity and the weight that you can push, drag, or lift. This is the mechanical justification for the very large but still medium thing. They also have Loxodon Serenity, which gives you an advantage on saving throws against being charmed or frightened. When you aren't wearing armor, your AC is 12 plus your constitution modifier. You can use your natural armor to determine your AC if the armor you wear would leave you with a normal AC. A shield's benefits apply as normal while you use your natural armor, so you can definitely see how this would be useful when combat breaks out. Probably the most recognizable thing about playing an elephant-like character is the trunk, and it is surprisingly more useful than you might think. You are able to grasp things with your trunk, and you can also use it as a snorkel. It has a reach of 5 feet, and it can lift a number of pounds equal to 5 times your strength score. You can use it to do the following simple tasks, such as lift, drop, hold, push, or pull an object or a creature. You can open or close a door, you can grapple someone, or you can make an unarmed strike. 
Your DM might allow you to do other simple tasks as well that aren't listed here, but just be sure to clarify with them before you go trying to do something overly complex. Your trunk, however, cannot be used to wield any weapons, shields, magical items, or anything that takes too much manual precision, such as casting a spell. So do bear that in mind before you start getting all of these delusions in your head of your trunk coming in to save the day. One thing that your trunk does grant you is a keen sense of smell, meaning that because of your sensitive trunk, you have advantage on perception, survival, and investigation checks that involve smell. This is sort of a weird ability, I will grant you that, but I have seen it come up in my campaigns more than once, so don't knock it till you try it. As for the languages that you can speak, read, and write in, this only consists of common and loxodon, the latter being a... Eh, let's say a rare language to run into, but depending on your campaign setting, that could definitely be a thing. When it comes to what build or class you should play with your Loxodon, I would say that they fit into just about any role that you would like them to. They're pretty versatile in that sense. I have been playing a Loxodon Bard for the last few weeks in a campaign that I'm in, and it's worked out surprisingly well. But if you'd like peak optimization, there's really only one build I can recommend, and that's the Damage Sponge Elephant. Loxodon make excellent clerics, especially if you choose a domain that allows you to trade your heavy armor proficiency for other goodies. The Unity domain is particularly nice for this, as you can focus on wisdom and constitution and use your massive hit point pool to save everybody else using the shared burden ability. Grab a shield and stack the spell Warding Bond, and you'll essentially be a walking hit point pool reserve for the rest of your party, with an AC of 17 to 18 that you can replenish when healing. It's no secret to anyone that's played D&D with me that I absolutely love the Loxodon, and I think it comes down to two core reasons. One, they make a splash no matter what group or setting you put them into. Giant elephant people tend to do that. And the second is because of their versatility, and I don't just mean mechanically. I think because they don't have a lot of preconceived notions about them or stereotypes like the way the elves or the dwarves do, People feel a lot more free to create whatever character they want, and I have seen some truly interesting combinations. Thank you guys so much for watching, I really appreciate it. Be sure to like and subscribe because we put out new content like this every week, and if you're building a Loxodon character that you're proud of, I would love to hear about it down in the comments. I might even compare notes with you because I, like I said, I love the Loxodon. My name's Patrick Ferguson with Skull Splitter Dice, and until next time, farewell. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like. Comment and subscribe so you never miss out.